Okay, describe your 2020 in one word. Go. Definitely unpredictable. Disappointing. Unfair. Sucky. Different. Chaotic. Challenging. Can we just get 2020 is shit? 2020 was an unprecedented, crazy year, to say the very least. There really is no one way to express this year. It was unprecedented and affected us all so differently, which is exactly why I asked my friends and family to help me describe it. I think that they summed it up pretty well. I also heard dysfunctional, exhausting, and unstable, which are all also pretty accurate. I feel like this was the fastest yet slowest year of my life at the same time. Like, the days have gone by so slowly, but I feel like just yesterday was March, and I thought that I was getting an extra week of spring break. And then I blinked, and today is December 31st. Like, what? Ah, So, since this episode is dropping on New Year's Eve, I wanted to do a complete recap of 2020 because it has really been a crazy one. Every year, I also just love looking back at everything, seeing just how much has happened, and just kind of looking at summaries of everything. So I'm here today to give you a summary of all of those things. I'm going to be giving you a complete rundown of this year, all things music, movies, TV shows, books, events, and my personal year. This year especially has affected all of us in such different ways. I feel like this year more than ever, I am ending the year completely different than how I started Not that I'm a different person, but so much in my life has changed from the beginning of 2020 to the end of 2020. I started this year as a graduate student working towards my MBA. I was living with my friends at school in Connecticut, going to school with my sister for the first time ever. I thought that after graduation, I was going to get a job and move to literally any city in any state. I just wanted to go anywhere which is hilarious now. Um, I started this year in a relationship and now I'm ending this year working with a full-time job that I really enjoy living and working at home. I'm obviously living in New Jersey with my family. I'm single. I graduated. Even though I didn't have an actual graduation, I still did graduate, got that degree. Um, I started this podcast as my new creative outlet. My sister transferred schools from Connecticut to Virginia I don't know. It's just been really insane to say the least. Other than the fact that I feel like I'm missing out on such an important time in my life post-grad, like going out and meeting people and working somewhere new. I don't have too much to complain about this year, which I'm very grateful for. I focused a lot on myself this year, which kind of sounds lame, but it's it's pretty true. I did everything for me this year. Like I did what I wanted, what I was interested in, and it's been great. I got more into reading. I really took my skincare routine to the next level, which is very important to me now. I prioritized quality time with people, even just talking to them through Zoom and texts. And yeah, 2020 was one of the first years that I really wrote down goals and like aspirations that I had for myself for the year. 
Some of them ended up being really funny because of quarantine, obviously, but I'm only going to read a few of them. One of them was to read 10 books, which I did. I'm reading my 12th one right now. I, I will not finish it by the end of the year, though. Um, and I started at the end of May, so I feel like that's a pretty good one. Let's see. I wanted to take more photos, which is hilarious because I did not take like any pictures this year because I spent most of it in my house. Visit somewhere new. I did luckily get to visit two or three new places like I mentioned my sister transferred so I went to Charlottesville Virginia slash UVA for the first time I also took a road trip with my sister to South Bend Indiana to see Notre Dame which is somewhere new so you know not that I got to go anywhere crazy different and new but still two two more places off the bucket list that I was excited about and technically did did my goal of visiting somewhere new this year. And then there's obviously the hilarious lose 10 pounds. That didn't happen. I was eating inside my house all the time. But I'm excited for 2021. I have already started writing down some new goals for the year. And hopefully I can stick with these a lot better than I did this year because of obvious reasons. I feel like I'm a pretty positive person, even almost to a fault sometimes, which is besides the point. But there were... A lot of sad and negative things to happen this year, but I really want to focus on the positives and the mostly good things that happened this year because this would be a really sad podcast if the whole time was spent talking about COVID, this, that, and sad things that happened this year. So I'm going to try to focus on the positives. Obviously, there are some major negatives that happen, but let's start off with some positives. All right, so the first thing that I want to talk about is all of the biggest stories that happened this year. I don't want to like really explain all them because obviously we lived through them all and experienced it. So you know what happened, but I'm just going to give a brief overview because some of these things feel like they happened yesterday and some of them feel like they happened eight years ago, you know? All right, so this year started out with the bushfires in Australia, which was devastating. I remember seeing all those pictures every everywhere, seeing how crazy it was. That was an awful way to start this year. There were also a lot of World War III rumors circulating, like literally on New Year's Day last year, which was bizarre. I don't even remember what that was all about. Then Prince Harry and Meghan Markle officially quit the royal family, which feels like forever ago. Like, I can't believe that was this year. I feel like that happened like three years ago. This has been the longest year ever. I, I can't think about time like that anymore. Then in February, Harvey Weinstein was finally convicted of being a gross, awful human being, which no one was surprised by. There were also a lot of rumors about Kim Jong-un dying. I literally do not even remember if he did actually die or not. Like, I'm not even joking. Can someone actually tell me? Because this has kind of been something I totally forgot about until now and I don't remember what actually happened in May was the epic call her daddy feud slash drama showdown with Alex and Sophia the hosts or former host I guess you could say uh suit man and Dave Portnoy that was a crazy time that was the only thing everyone was talking about for a long time kind of missed that honestly there was Obviously, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. We had the 2020 election, which Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won. Our first woman in office. 
Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested for sex trafficking and, like, fled or something or was hiding. Honestly, that seems like part of the simulation for me. (laughs) There were also murder hornets, which sounds straight out of a horror movie or something totally bizarre and fake. There was a massive explosion in Beirut and more deadly wildfires on the West Coast. There was obviously corona, COVID all year, and we're ending the year with the COVID vaccine. So what an interesting year to say the least, right? On a completely different note, something I saw online that recapped 2020 in a terrible way, in my opinion, was People Magazine's second annual People of the Year issue. So they, this is only the second year that People has done this. The People of the Year issue celebrates four individuals with four of their own covers, which is very interesting to me. Um, And it says that these people did not just wow us with their talent, but have been forces for good in the world. And these were the four people that they chose. Dr. Fauci, that one makes the most sense for 2020. Selena Gomez, Regina King, and George Clooney. Those are not three people that I would use to describe 2020, like, ever. I I don't even want to explain it. Like, it literally just made no sense to me, but I just thought that was very interesting and wanted to make a note of it. If you haven't already seen it, every year, Google puts out a video called Google A Year in Search showing all the biggest trends for what people searched that year and trends they saw and honestly the video is so worth it i find it so interesting i'm not going to do a good job summarizing it so go watch that it was very well done and very interesting obviously because it was done by google who's surprised on a less like deep note some things that i think 2020 was completely the year of was tiktok this was by far the year of TikTok. Starting from literally day one all the way to the end, TikTok ruled our lives. I feel like everyone I know, that's all we talk about. Oh, did you see that TikTok trend? Or, oh my god, this TikTok song is stuck in my head. Or, this TikTok, it's literally taking over the world. I mean, I've talked about the TikTok stars that are blowing up. They're taking over as well. 2020 was, without a doubt, the year of TikTok. Going off of that, I would also say that 2020 was the year of Megan the Stallion. I mean, I did not know who she was a few months ago, and now I love her. I feel like everyone loves her songs. She's really blown up. She's everywhere now. If you're sleeping on her music, go listen to it because she's amazing. I mean, obviously, this was the year of quarantine and COVID and face masks frontline workers I feel like those are all words that I never want to hear again after this like just words that encompass everything that we've been dealing with that is just kind of crazy to me I'm trying to think of any other words or things that took over this year honestly not much not much I feel like so much happened this year but also nothing happened at the same time like is that just me I don't know All right, the next thing I want to talk about is everyone who got married, broke up, or had a baby in 2020 because some of these are honestly crazy to me and this is just going to be like three long lists. Here we go. 
I'm going to start off with the negatives, of course, so we can move on to the positives. First, we have breakups. Vanessa Hudgens and Austin Butler, Madeline Petch and Travis Mills, Alexis Wren and Noah Centineo, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler, Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson, Lily Reinhart and Cole Sprouse, Kelly Clarkson and her husband, Casey Musgraves and Rustin Kelly, Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick, Bill Hader and Rachel Bilson, and Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. Most of these I'm, like, still upset about. Not all of them, but, you know, a lot of these. Like, Vanessa Hudgens and Austin Butler, like, they weren't married, but, like, they basically were, you know? Sad. Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde, still sad about that one also. On the opposite hand, we also had a lot of people that got married this year, COVID or not. Tim Tebow, JJ Watts, Frankie Muniz, Bindi Irwin, Debbie Ryan from Disney Channel, and Josh Dunn of 21 Pilots got married, which still blows my mind because they are such an interesting match. Um, Other Disney Channel stars, Raven Simone, Luke Combs, my favorite country singer, Noah Reed, aka Patrick from Schitt's Creek, another very interesting couple, David Harbour from Stranger Things, and singer Lily Allen. They had an interesting Vegas wedding. Emma Stone, John Cena, and Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost, who I actually love, love, love together. And then lastly, there were so many quarantine babies born this year that I forgot about. I love hearing about celebrity babies, even though like once they're born, that's pretty much the last we ever hear about them for the most part, unless they have like really thirsty parents. So people who had babies this year, here we go. Actually, before I talk about all the celebrity babies, I also wanted to give a mention to two babies that were born into my family this year that really made my year even better. In February, my cousin had a baby girl, Harper, and then in October, my other cousin had a baby girl named Emery. Very, very exciting those are the two most special babies born in my year, but there were also a lot of other babies, so here we go. Cameron Diaz and Benji Madden, Thomas Rhett and Lauren Aikens, Anderson Cooper, Elon Musk and Grimes, who could forever forget about that baby's name, <laughs> um, Rupert Grint, Kristen Wiig, Ciara and Russell Wilson, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, my absolute favorites, love, love, love them both, and apparently her name is Willa they have never shown any pictures of her or said her name ever, but apparently her name is Willa. Jessica Beale and Justin Timberlake, Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger, Leah Michelle, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom, Ed Sheeran, Leighton Meester and Adam Brody, another Gossip Girl alum, Penn Badgley, Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik, who also had a girl who we've never seen and also have not revealed her name, but apparently her name is Kai very interesting. Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara, Amanda Seyfried, Kevin Hart, Mindy Kaling had a very secret pregnancy, and last but certainly not least, for the fifth time, Alec Baldwin and his wife, Hilaria, who is apparently actually Hillary Thomas. I don't want to talk about this on this podcast. I'll talk about it next week, but Hilaria Baldwin drama like saga scandal I don't know what to even call it has literally been living in my mind rent-free for the past mm, four days now I can't stop thinking about it I I literally can't stop thinking about it 
if you have not heard about this, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I promise no matter who you are, you will be like, what the fuck is this? Go look at Tracy Morrissey's Instagram highlight called Hilaria. Please go through the whole thing. I promise it is worth worth the watch. Her name is Tracy with an IE. She has really done her investigating on this matter and I promise it is worth it. Apparently, she's not Spanish. I, I literally, please go do your research so I can talk about it next week and you will not be able to stop thinking about this bizarre story as well. And last thing that I have to talk about is more sad news, but I just wanted to give a mention to all of the celebrities that we lost in 2020 because some of them were very very heartbreaking i mean we started the year off with probably the saddest one kobe bryant and his daughter gianna that was just heartbreaking what a way to start off the year uh then bill withers jerry stiller then in the summer i believe yeah july 4th weekend naya rivera passed away tragically another very sad one. Regis Philbin, very sad. Chadwick Boseman, very, very unexpected. That was very hard to hear about. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Eddie Van Halen, and Alex Trebek. Love, love, love Alex. At least we had some time to be prepared for it, but doesn't make it any easier. All of those were very sad deaths this year. Completely switching gears, I'm going to talk about some fun stuff this happened this year. Let's go. So the first thing I want to talk about is all things music slash Spotify. So as I mentioned, like almost a month ago, Spotify comes out with their Spotify wrapped every single year. And it's honestly one of my favorite parts. I love seeing all the data that comes out and how I listen to music. So I'm not just going to talk about my Spotify wrapped. I'm going to talk about Spotify wrapped globally. According to Spotify, these are the trends that shaped streaming this year. The most streamed song of the year was Blinding Lights by The Weeknd with almost 1.6 billion streams and I'm sure it has even more by now. The second most streamed song was Dance Monkey by Tones and I, followed by Roddy Rich's The Box, which just screams TikTok. Um, then Fourth was Rose's Aminbeck remix by Aminbeck. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. And St. John. And then lastly was Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Not super surprised by those except for the fourth one. I don't think I know that song. Then the most streamed albums globally. Number one was Bad Bunny's YHLQMDLG with over 3.3 billion streams, which is insane. I feel like I did not listen to any songs from this album this year. I have to go do my research after this. Second most streamed album globally was The Weeknd's After Hours. Third was Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding, followed by Fine Line by Harry Styles, and lastly, Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia. Not really shocked by any of those. All so, so good. Next, the most streamed artist globally. Yet again, Bad Bunny claims this top spot with more than 8. 3 billion streams this year. Crazy. Following Bad Bunny is Drake, then J Balvin. The fourth most streamed artist is Juice World, and fifth was The Weeknd. Then for female artists, Billie Eilish continues her reign as Spotify's most streamed female artist for the second year in a row. Not very surprised by this. Followed by Taylor Swift, who 
you guys know I'm a huge fan of, but I do have to say, I feel like if this came out at the end of the year, like if it came out today, I don't know. I feel like Taylor might be higher. She released two albums this year. Just saying. Third was Ariana Grande. Coming in fourth was Dua Lipa. And fifth, Halsey. Arguably the five biggest women in music right now. Not very surprised by that. They also talked about 2020 global streaming trends, which I thought were pretty interesting. People were making so many playlists this year because we were all home listening to music more probably well in my case more I don't know about other people but there was a 1,400% increase in work from home themed playlists and apparently they said work from home calls for its own soundtrack which is pretty interesting and 180% increase in health and wellness podcast listening which is a good thing. I feel like people were focusing on their health and wellness in 2020, which they should have been because we all needed it. There were also obviously a lot of changes in not what people were streaming, but how they were streaming. There was a huge increase in people streaming from home as opposed to, you know, on the road like normal probably. And a big increase in the amount of people streaming from gaming consoles. Interesting. Approximately 50% increased in DIY stylists creating at-home haircut playlists. A 430% increase of garden-themed playlists boomed. Very interesting. I can't stop saying interesting. I say it about everything and I won't stop. I don't. I'm not sorry. And nearly a 40% increase in cleaning-themed playlist creation. As for podcasts... More 18 to 24-year-olds listened to a podcast for the first time this year. What was there to do besides watch Tiger King and listen to podcasts that you've never listened to before? Not to, like, toot my own horn or anything, but I think I'm, I think I'm part of this statistic, you know? Like, I would say 99% of my listeners are people in this demographic that I'm forcing to listen to my, me speak every week. So, who's really surprised, you know? And this shocked me a lot. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. was the most popular time to listen to podcasts. Who was getting up at 6 a.m. in quarantine? Because it was certainly not me or anyone I know. But as for podcasts, the most popular podcast globally, to no surprise at all, the number one podcast was The Joe Rogan Experience. Duh. Next was TED Talks Daily and third was The Daily. So kind of the same thing. Um, fourth was the Michelle Obama podcast. And then fifth was call her daddy again, like duh, duh, they had the feud this year. Alex went on her own. There was so much drama. I, I mean, of course I listened to this and I think most people I know also listen to it. Yeah. So I thought those were pretty interesting statistics from Spotify. As for my personal Spotify, I briefly touched on it. I do share Spotify with my sister, so this is kind of accounting for both of us, but I feel like it's pretty accurate. So in 2020, I listened to 275 new artists. I listened to 276 genres and 67 of which were new ones. I feel like that's impossible. 67 genres of music? That's a lot. Oh, okay. My top genres were pop, rock, rap, and country. Those are pretty much all the songs that I listen to, so I'm not sure what other 67 genres I listen to. 
With 104 streams, my most listened to song this year was Mean It by Lauv and Laney, followed by Lovely Day by Bill Withers, Circles by Post Malone, The Spins by Mac Miller, and Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. I feel like if I didn't share a Spotify account with my sister, Betty by Taylor Swift would 1000% like be at the top of this list probably. I listened to it 800 times, but apparently, apparently I didn't. The song that I listened to before it hit 50,000 streams was If We Never Met by Kelsey Ballerini. My top artists literally described me and my music taste as a whole were one, Taylor Swift. I was in her top 1% of listeners. Two, Bruce Springsteen. I'm a Jersey girl through and through. Third, Luke Combs. Literally love him. He does no wrong. Fourth, Post Malone, and five, five seconds of summer. That pretty much describes the music that I listen to, if you ever were curious. And me slash we <laughs> listened for over 36,000 minutes. That was all the Spotify-ness, all the music. I feel like there are a lot of songs that this doesn't encapsulate that were songs of the year, like Savage by Megan Thee Stallion is so up there. Taylor Swift folklore album. I'm not as used to Evermore yet because it just came out. But Betty, like, listen to that a million times. Oh, also, I would like to give an honorable mention to Boss Bitch by Doja Cat. That was also a quarantine theme song for a little while there. <laughs> I'm also going to give an honorable mention, not for like song of the year or anything, but a song that kind of shaped a good amount of the year was WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. If you know, you know. Oh my God. I'm literally so mad at myself that I almost forgot one of the best songs that came out this year. Like I'm literally hitting myself that I didn't say this before and I just remembered, but the Heart of Glass cover by Miley Cyrus. Holy shit probably the best song that came out this year not that it was even a new song but the cover is everything the video of her singing it live at the iHeartRadio show was literally everything I needed I should have dressed up like that for Halloween that song will get you going put it on full blast holy shit my cousins and I are obsessed obsessed with this song like I could listen to it all day on repeat and not get sick of it Miley Cyrus does covers especially old rock covers like no other if you have not heard heart of glass by miley cyrus please 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 go watch it and listen to it because holy shit probably the best song of the year sorry not sorry all right the next thing i want to talk about is tv shows this was the year of like watching every tv show and mini series that netflix hulu amazon HBO put out like I feel like we were just watching everything just me I hope not whatever anyway if you know me you know that I have a very long running list of all of the tv shows that I watch in the notes app on my phone and it's one of my greatest accomplishments I send it to everyone when they're looking for a show it's shows I watched and at the bottom are shows that I want to watch So I figured that I would read you all of the shows that I watched in 2020. And I just want to give a preface that this doesn't include shows that I watch weekly, like This Is Us, The Bachelor, 911, 
you know, all those shows. And I do include miniseries because even if they're only a couple episodes, it still counts. Like, that was a show that I watched. And I just like to keep it for my own records. So, yeah. These are all the shows I watched. And then I'll go through and kind of tell you the best ones, some of my favorite ones, all that nonsense. All right. I'm a little embarrassed. So, this is only the shows that I watched in 2020. Okay. The first show that I watched this year was High School Musical, the musical, the series. So good. Honestly, I'm not even embarrassed at all to admit that. Then Cheer, The Circle, literally forced my friends into watching this the next day because I binged it all in one day and couldn't wait for the finale and needed to talk about it with someone. That seems like 100 years ago. The Mandalorian, Killer Inside, Aaron Hernandez, Goop Lab, Love is Blind, Self-Made, Life of Madam C.J. Walker, Tiger King. I mean, if that doesn't define quarantine, I don't know what does. Songland, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, Outer Banks, Waco, Little Fires Everywhere, Sweet Magnolias, Never Have I Ever, Desperate Housewives, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich, Lennox Hill, Too Hot to Handle, Hollywood, Looking for Alaska, Indian Matchmaking, Jack Ryan, Get Organized with the Home Edit, The Office UK, I've obviously seen the US version, had to watch UK, Selling Sunset, Handmaid's Tale, Nailed It, Dream Home Makeover, The Queen's Gambit, Emily in Paris, Schitt's Creek, The Undoing, Ted Lasso, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, and Dash and Lily. Wow. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was 38 shows. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was 38. So, oopsies. (laughs) Um, I feel like if I had to pick my favorites or the best ones, I'd have to say The Queen's Gambit. That is just a show that you should watch. Anyone, any demographic, any age would love that show. It was just one of the best shows I've seen in a very long time. Obviously, Schitt's Creek. Like, Seriously, one of the best shows out there. If you're not watching it, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. I feel like I loved all these shows. It's like they're all my kids. I don't want to pick a favorite, some of them, you know? But I will give an honorable mention to Ted Lasso. I've said it once. The show is so good. Anybody, another one that anybody would like. It was just so good. I feel like I have to say Desperate Housewives because it was my first time watching it. It was so, so good. I feel like a different person after watching it. I love Brie Vandekamp. But if I had to choose shows that just define 2020 and quarantine and all that, there's the obvious Tiger King. Who didn't watch Tiger King this year? I don't know. Um, Unorthodox. I feel like a lot of people watch that. Outer Banks. Did everyone and their mothers watch that? Yes. Little Fires Everywhere. Great. Also, another Hulu one that I did not watch was Normal People, but I feel like everyone watched that this year. And Selling Sunset really blew up this year, too. Oh, and obviously The Undoing. That was, like, the latest. But yeah, that was um, All Things TV. If you're looking for any TV recommendations, I've got you. Alright, so I guess we should talk about movies now? I feel like we weirdly didn't get that many movies this year because movie theaters weren't open like yeah we had our netflix streaming movies but i feel like we didn't actually have that many movies that came out this year like 
every year I watch a movie series. Two years ago, I watched all the Harry Potter movies. Last year, I watched Star Wars. And this year, I watched half of the Marvel movies. It's kind of been like my side project. And there's so, so many of them. So I've only gotten through like 13 of them. So those were a lot of movies that I watched this year. Um, Let's see. I know that Spencer Confidential with Mark Wahlberg was a big one that came out like right before quarantine I remember watching it like the day before I went home for spring break before shit hit the fan oh I also like I sound like such a Disney nerd but there really was nothing to do this year and Marvel doesn't really count as Disney I don't think and neither does Star Wars um but there were a couple of Disney princess movies that I hadn't watched and I was just like you know I should watch all the Disney princess movies there's only like three I think I didn't see, which were Tangled, um, Brave, and the one with Tiana. I don't remember what that one's called. But yeah, I watched those. I watched, these all came out last year, but like Knives Out, Jojo Rabbit, Bombshell. Those were some good ones that came out that I feel like a lot of people did watch during quarantine because we were all just scrolling Amazon. What can we rent to watch? Yeah, honestly, I feel like I can't really think of that many movies that I watched this year. If I'm really missing any, someone please let me know. But did we watch a lot of movies this year? Because I'm kind of feeling like I didn't. At least none important big ones anyway. Now I want to talk about all the books that I read this year and some of my favorites. I really got way into reading this year. Took my mind off of a lot of things in life. Um, But I love to read. I... I've always been big into reading, but during college, I didn't really read as much because I wasn't really reading for fun. Like, I don't know. So now that I have my Kindle, I jumped in, as I said, full swing. So some of these are like older books that were the craze, but I just read them this year. So I'm going to read all of them. There's only 11. My goal for this year was to read 10 and I started at the end of May. So I feel like I did pretty well. I'm reading my 12th book, but I'll get into that later. Okay, the first book I read was Before We Were Strangers by Renee Carlino. Absolutely incredible. Loved this book. The next one was just like a stupid little book that I had at my house for some reason, like my cousins gave me. It was How to Be Lovely, The Audrey Hepburn Way of Life. Short, simple, whatever. Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover holy crap. I'm speechless. Then I read The Light We Lost by Jill Santopolo, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens, The Last Mrs. Parrish by Liv Constantine, Verity by Colleen Hoover, if you know, you know, November 9th by Colleen Hoover, The Dressmaker's Gift by Fiona Valpy, The Unraveling of Cassidy Holmes by Alyssa R. Sloan, and The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. Those were the 11 books I read. I'm reading my 12th. I'm halfway through it. I'm reading Pride and Prejudice because the movie gets taken off of Netflix today and I wanted to finish it before I saw the movie and it got taken off of Netflix, but this book is so freaking long. I feel like I've been reading it for a month and I'm only on 40%. Like, I don't know why... (laughs) All of these books were incredible. Like, 
I really, really liked all of them, some slower than others. But if I had to give my top three favorites, I would definitely say the ones I read three in a row, actually, in no, actually, I would say in a particular order, Verity by Colleen Hoover first. One of the best books I've ever read. It, it is everything and everyone I know that has read this book has read it in 24 hours or less. Swear. That is like, you just can't put it down once you start. I stayed up so late reading this book. The second one would be Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. It's literally been the number one bestseller on the New York Times list for like two years now. It's just such an amazing book. And third, I would say The Last Mrs. Parrish by Liv Constantine. This one started off and I didn't really understand where it was going. And then there was a huge twist, like in the middle of the book. So you're like, what? It was so good. Like, so, so good. Colleen Hoover, all of her stuff is incredible. Like, she's the best. But yeah, those were all the books I read. And now I'm just going to talk about a few of my favorite things of 2020. So I talked about my favorite songs, my favorite books, my favorite podcasts even, but there was a lot more than that this year. One of my favorite things about this year was getting my Kindle. I was just talking about my books. This really pushed me to read more. I got a really cute color. I love it. I feel like it's such a great investment. I can't say enough good things about it, honestly. Also, two skincare brands that were my absolute favorites this year, Tula and The Ordinary. I love all of their things, both brands. I used like four or five different serums by The Ordinary this year, all of which I really, really liked. I can talk further about those in a different episode. Um... Tula, I love their face wash and their sunscreen. Their sunscreen is amazing. If you are not wearing sunscreen every single day, no matter the weather, no matter where you are, you're going to regret it because that's what ages you the most. Little fun fact. I mean, I said it once and I'll say it again. One of my favorite things of this year was TikTok just for all the entertainment. And I feel like there were so many amazing trends like that were heartwarming and funny and dances that I like to learn during quarantine that honestly just made my year. I feel like that's it. I don't want to end it. Oh, one thing I will say is every single year at the end of the year, like mid-December, DJ Earworm puts out his annual remix with the top 25 billboard hits that year. Not that they came out in that year, but you know, the top hits of that year I love to listen to it they're not always like the best but I feel like it does a really good job of summarizing the year in a song I think that was it for this week I hope everyone enjoyed reflecting on 2020 with me this is one of my favorite things to do at the end of every year and now I just have a place to talk about it all instead of thinking about it to myself which is really exciting you know 2020 was a bit of a shit show but we're gonna leave it all in the past hopefully not that everything is gonna change on january 1st but it's still exciting the thought of a new year 2021 new beginnings i hope everyone has a happy new year 
let the countdown to 2021 begin if you're listening to this the day it comes out on new year's eve let's start the year off on the right foot i'm very excited i feel like everyone is so excited to leave 2020 behind start the new year i hope you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe give it a five star rating please tell your friends to listen you know you don't want them to be out of the loop not knowing all the tea (laughs) oh my god (laughs) um you can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts you can follow along with the podcast on at that's the t underscore podcast on instagram and at that's the t underscore pod on twitter That was all the tea for this week. I'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Happy New Year. Bye.